147 of the A2 show. We have 147 days. Right. We have a special guest. Our third A. Our third Alice. A of the of the Ali, Ali and Alice. <laughs> Ali, yeah. Ali and Alice. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the show. Why don't you thank let you. the world know who you are and what you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, my name is Alice Markham. I am a taxidermist. So uh what do I do? I mean I I take dead animals and I make them look alive again. And I do this mostly for museums and nature centers. Oh, wow. I mean, a taxidermist. Yeah. Taxidermist. Uh, this is probably going to be an offensive joke, but hey, why not? You took petting zoos to a whole nother level. <laughs> just make petting zoos much more safer. Like, Yeah, like it's great. They won't attack you. They don't shit everywhere. We're good to go. <laughs> We're good to go. Alice, yeah, can I see whatever that is behind you? That like, Oh. Mountain- lion yeah this is a mountain lion wow <laughs> the other way let's see if i can stretch my i could actually just turn them what? around <laughs> yeah oh so, Wait, so this wild. is an act like that used to be a real mountain lion i mean it's still a real mountain lion <laughs> it's dead so i don't know what do you want to consider it it's like and that's from I, yeah that's well, I mean, that's what people ask. They're always like, are they real? And it's like, yeah, they're they're real in the sense that, um, you know, it's really the skin of the animal. The inside is all a sculpture. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll kind of kind of show you, like, this would be for a bobcat. Oh. And so what I'm showing now is it's just an internal sculpture replacing all the muscle and everything that was there. It's glass eyes. I'm not an undertaker. There's no formaldehyde involved, you know, no, nothing, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. I mean, it, it looks fluffy and amazing until you tell me it's real. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> I've seen cadavers and this is just like to a whole nother. I don't know why it's <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people kind of think I I'm a little creepy. Um, I actually have a I... friend who's a mortician, and we were out. Uh, you know, we were traveling together, and we met like you know a couple like young cute guys, and they're we're, they're talking, they're in marketing, they're like, "What do you guys do?" And in that moment, I realized like I'm a taxidermist. She's a mortician. <laughs> These guys are leaving, uh, and I, I, was, I was correct. <laughs> I mean, they were done. <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna lie. I, I thought taxidermy was more of something that they do in like the South, kind of, oh, yeah. you know. But like, I, it's good to see that it's well. I don't know if it's good, but it's amazing actually to see that it's out in LA and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's practiced all over the states. Taxidermy is not alive and well. <laughs> what? So, well, I'm saying it's it's uh, it's not alive, but it is. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that's my little little turn of phrase. Alice, but it's uh, go yeah. ahead, go ahead. How'd you, how'd you get into this? <laughs> uh, you know, I just I just really hate animals. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> Dude, she had me there. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I was like, wait, then why are you doing this? <laughs> Just like, you know, they're beautiful, but wouldn't they be great if they just didn't move or eat or go to the bathroom, you know? Uh, They'd be wonderful. No, I love animals. I absolutely love animals. Super fascinated with them. And I like taxidermy because it's, it's both a science and it's an art. 
and uh, and I kind of come to it from both. I have more uh, more of like an art background, but a big fascination with science. And I just always loved museums, and I was like, I, I want to work there. I want to make those things. Oh, so. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 amazing. But I, I want to dive in a little bit and I get it that it's an art, but I'm a little confused with the it's a science as well. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about how is taxidermy a science? So it's a science in that I have to prep the animals. So I'm using a scalpel, you know, I'm skinning them. Before I even do that, though, it's a lot of measurements and photos and, and, and what we call reference. And then, you know, I kind of put on my, my science hat and I have to go through and skin them and prepare the skin. And with mammals, you even have to use a bit of organic chemistry in that you're turning that raw skin into leather. It's a process called tanning. Um, and then and putting them back together while I'm using my physical skills as an artist, I have to know what the behavior is of the animal in the pose that I'm putting it in. What's the anatomy of this and things like, um, you know, the in a dark environment, maybe it's in a, a bright light or a headlight or it's bright out. So it's all these different things where I'm talking, especially having been trained at the Natural History Museum, I'm, I'm working with the ornithologist, I'm working with the mammologist. So I'm interpreting the science in an artistic way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, like, it does I make... just realized that if you just leave it out like it is, the skin is going to degenerate and just like go Rot. bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, so it's... we've all seen roadkill. We know what happens. All right. So how do you how do you prevent it from rotting? Yeah, so uh, as I said, the inside is all a sculpture. I'm just working with the skin. The skin. Mm -hmm. So when I skin something, it's like taking the peel off of an orange. Uh, you know, the inside of that orange, or in this case, a carcass, um, that's where all the organic matter is, all the gases and everything that, that would break down, all the muscles, all the organs. That's going away. That is not my friend that I'm dealing with and working with. What I'm working with is the skin, which as I said, like I'm turning that skin into leather. It's just like a leather jacket. Does your leather jacket rot? I mean, hopefully no. not, right? That's because it's gone, <laughs> yes. right? So it's gone through a process that, that's called tanning where we actually change the skin on a molecular level oh, wow. mm -hmm. and we're inserting an ion into it that turns it from this very unstable element into the stable element, which we know is leather. And that's a very fancy way of saying that I put skins in buckets and add different synthetic chemicals to it. All right. Yeah. Cool. So... Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you and then you do a pose to each animal, right? I imagine you do like a little construction structure. How yeah, do you pick, like, I, I'm going to sound like this or like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm choosing the pose. So while that tanning is happening in those buckets, I'm actually creating this sculpture of the animal in the pose to the size of that animal. And that's the other <clears> thing. <throat> you could be the same height, weight as me, but we're going to look different, right? So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making it custom to that animal based on all my measurements. So it's, it's a lot of work to, um, to take something and make it look like it should have looked like in life. 
So it's, yeah, so it's kind of, it's, it's a, a challenge every time. And I love the challenge. I mean, it's amazing because it takes so much studying into the animal's natural behavior to just get that right pose. Cause you're not going to see a mountain lion basically sitting playing poker for no reason, right? It's going to be in this pose doing something. So what happens when you like put the skin and you're skinning it? Does the first stay attached or do you have to like actually re-put in the fur what's the yeah the fur the fur stays attached to the skin um and so same with feather if i'm working on birds that's all part of of the skin when you take it apart um and again it's like the peeling of that orange if you covered the orange in fur uh which would be weird uh it would come off with with the peel so when i'm skinning something you know i'm taking my scalpel and i'm putting it between the muscle and the skin and it's yep. kind of lifting off it's like if you took off a hoodie but that hoodie was made of skin <laughs> wow that's not something <laughs> that's I a imagine, way to put, but put that's it. that's that's a good way of putting <laughs> yeah, it right the way but, of putting it but what i meant was with the chemicals and all these synthetic stuff you're adding to the does it not damage the fur or does the fur like what happens no. there it, it doesn't, doesn't damage okay. the fur basically when i say chemicals i'm i'm initially putting it in formic acid uh you can use any type of acid i prefer formic uh and you're putting it in a bucket with formic acid and salt and the acid is actually like stretching the molecules if you can imagine like let's go back to high school chemistry and you know those little models of like the ball and the sticks imagine the sticks getting longer and the balls getting further apart that's what the acid does i see and and um, then the next kind of bucket it goes into, once that molecule is stretched out, again, it's got salt in it, um, water, and then you're adding, in my case, it's called Lutan F. And what that is, is it, it creates a synthetic ion, which is a new little ball on that ball and stick model. And it's just 24 hours in that bucket and it's magic. And all of a sudden it is leather. And this, the fur is on there still with the, the eyelashes and the nose, even the claws are part of that skin. It's part of the dermis, which is why I do taxidermy. Taxi meaning movement or arrangement. Dermy and is dermis. dermis is Latin for skin. Oh wow! Yeah, breaking it down. <laughs> breaking it Pretty down. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> all right. In, in case you haven't figured it out by now, I kind of know all these Latin words. Oh, can, you speak right. Latin. <laughs> yeah. I don't speak it. I just know I have to understand it because of what I do. So it's kind of like yeah. So dermis, epidermis, dermis, and skin. subdermis. It's like so you take the whole triple layer, don't you? You go epidermis and you take all the skin out right exactly yeah all, all three layers of the skin staying together plus the fur and then what i'm actually cutting when i'm skinning is <clears> this um it's called fascia and it's this um it, it's what connects the the skin, um, skin to, the, to muscles. the muscle exactly i'm cutting that microfascia so you're never really um when you're skinning you're not cutting the skin except for your mm. initial incisions and yes there there's more than one way to skin a cat there's like four ways i mean uh, we can get into that like, <laughs> but, uh, i want to talk about the actual technique that you use when you're skinning is it has it become more second nature and mus muscle memory or does it still like require intense amount of focus to maintain the same level as you're cutting through um 
yeah at this point it's it's total muscle memory um in fact i can i'm right-handed but now i'm a little bit ambidextrous i actually hurt my right hand mm -hmm. a while back and i was like well i'll just learn to skin with my left hand so you know so then i learned to do that so i'll kind of switch wow. back and back and forth <laughs> and i have good good muscle memory at this point but it's at the level like i can have netflix on on the yeah. computer and be skinning oh, wow. and, <laughs> Yeah, you know, watch. I'll rewatch The Office for the fourth time. So. Oh, I'm watching it for the first time, so no spoilers. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, you're what? I, I I wish I were you. That's I'm, for I'm, the first I'm time. In, I'm in season two. Yeah, I never watched it before. I'm still in season two, so you'll get no on the Parks and Recreation next. I'm sure. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't watch it when it came out either, and mm. then I love it. It's really good. Believe it or not. Uh, your your internet is a little laggy there. You're, you're still, but we'll give you a second just to come back. Oh, there you go. You're and you're back just like that. So, are, uh, go ahead, Eddie. What are the ways to skin a cat? <laughs> um, okay, so you know, um, if you've seen a rug like of a bear or something, that's called an open incision, mm -hmm. uh, where you cut all of the four limbs, and then it, it's it makes kind of a rug cut or an open incision. Oh. Okay. Uh, you can do up. a, mm -hmm. yeah, like you can do belly? a ventral, yeah, from, from the belly and then going up all four limbs like that. And then it's just kind of like open and you could lay it completely open on the floor. Um, the other way is a ventral incision. That's when you're going from, uh, you know, the, the kind of bottom of the, of the, the neck. neck area. Yeah. And then you're going all the way down to, um, I get, we'll just call it the crotch, uh, but uh, you're going down the, the genital, genital area, <laughs> the genital anal area. Um, I actually, it's funny. I'm like, oh, you're just you're gonna kind of skin to the taint, um, <laughs> which is not the terminology I love to use with my students. So he's like, Gen it's the genital anal area, um, and then the other way would be dorsal. You can skin down the back, and then um, there is cased where you go to bottom foot through the genital anal area to the other bottom foot and that's called cased oh. or tubing where everything just comes off like a sweater so yeah those are the, those <laughs> are the four ways but you can skin something however you want i just always try to think where is this going mm -hmm. if it's going in a diorama and the display side or the show side is the left side then i'll put my incision on the right side yeah so you know so, so you know where it's going before you cut it Usually. Sometimes, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. If I'm just prepping things out to prep them out, because I have a, I have a lot of freezers, but storing <laughs> whole frozen animals, like a full-size zebra, it's just not, a, not an option for me. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> but what I, here's what I want to know. Uh, where do you get your animals from? Are they like roadside kills or are they like, what, what, what happens so the way I get my specimens, again, mostly I work for museums and nature centers. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of, they have special permits to pick up roadkill. There is for birds, a lot of window strikes, unfortunately. Um, also, some things are just 
found dead. Um, another way is when animals are injured, they go to a rehab center. They don't always make it. Um, so that's another way. And then for my classes as well, there is depredation, abatement, which is different types of pest control. So I teach birds 101, which is European starlings. And um, they're non-native, they're invasive, they're nest destroyers, and they eat. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're 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 pretty much horrible. In Los, in Los, in Los Angeles? All like over. They're the most numerous birds in North America. <laughs> they're not even from here. Uh -huh. And they're really bad for the environment. So I've got um, friends who are in pest control who actually go out and I kill see. them. Uh -huh. And they would rot otherwise, but I use them uh, for education. So. Oh, it's like yep. a little practice for bird taxidermying. Yeah. So normally I do like workshops and classes. I was teaching at um, Occidental College. I was actually teaching a taxidermy class last spring semester on behalf of the biology department there. Um, but uh, but yeah, and I, I use I use European starlings for all kinds of teaching. Cool. I see. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's like cool. European starlings, stay away from <laughs> from here. <laughs> so what's what's your favorite animal to do? And I'm guessing it's cats, or am I wrong? No, not cats at all. I love doing oh. um, I love doing birds. I'm known for my small birds. I'm known for um, you know, being one of the few people who do hummingbirds. Uh, yeah, that's kind of my kind of my jam is tiny birds so my favorite you know bird to do it's usually whatever bird i'm doing at the time because i dive into some deep research on it generally um i love doing jays i think the most you know they're they're type of corvid they're super feisty i even have like my tattoo of oh, a scrub jay of specifically cool. a, a coastal jay um yeah so right, cool. I, yeah they're fun birds to do mm -hmm. It's, it's why, why do you need to why do you need to do research for each animal i, I need to know what it's going to end up looking like right so if i've got a j and it's um it, you know it's going to look like it's doing a behavior well typically speaking it wouldn't have it just standing on the ground not not a not a scrub jay like they like to be on little branches being feisty and fighting with each other and specifically in where i live i always see them on manzanita so i'm like oh i'll just grab some manzanita put it on there and have it look like it's squawking like an asshole and that's what <laughs> jay does so yeah yeah like an asshole i think that's what's the title of this video is going to be <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool but uh do did, correct me if i'm wrong but they do use a lot of taxidermied animal on movie sets and different shows right they yeah and i do i do some of that work um i had stuff on um, more noticeably on bates motel oh wow, um, oh, wow. what do you what do you do for that i did some eurasian jays i did some quail don't look at the first like couple seasons i didn't do that work <laughs> I, at all um so he got really really good at the end um but yeah things things like that but generally when they they contact me um you know prop houses and things and they want um taxidermy work I, it takes a long time and i'm always multitasking mm -hmm. so my work has like a one year lead time like i'm backed up by a year so um which is fine for museums but not necessarily for television and movies so but i do i do commissions like if someone wants design work for their home or, or something like that occasionally so 
So do you do like if say I had a pet dog and I wasn't <laughs> over its death, right? I wasn't over I, its death. I want to have it like taxi there. Meet? Would you? Would you? You would do that, right? You would taxi there, me. I used I used to not do pet work because it is, you know, I I, I have dogs. I, I you know I would I would not want my dogs taxidermied, um, mm. so I, I didn't want to kind of sell something that I wouldn't want myself. Um, but I just got so many requests for it, so I finally put a, a thing on my website where if you want pet work done, but there's like paragraphs about like I'll only do it if this, you know, because I I people think they want their pet taxidermied because they like the idea of it but then they see it and then they're like it can be quite upsetting mm -hmm. so i'm just like make sure you're pragmatic make sure you really want it it's a sculptural representation of your pet yeah, because I, I can much. i can make a german shepherd but can i make your german shepherd that you looked at every single day, day that died you know probably very old and obviously in bad condition because it died can i make it look you know i can't make it look young again i'm not my dermatologist you know so yeah yes. <laughs> so yeah Fair. so i don't, I don't shout know. out to your dermatologist <laughs> yeah <laughs> yay, yay dr uh, rahimi so, um, <laughs> of course he's arabic oh <laughs> uh, yeah he's like he's amazing he's amazing so yeah. i'm i'm just as preserved as my animals <laughs> oh uh, uh okay well, that's a good uh, question <laughs> 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 okay um uh, you take, you take care of your own you take care of your own skin oh yeah absolutely yeah so that's that's a good way to put it but i was like people are like oh you don't look like a taxidermist it's like a what do you think a taxidermist should look like <laughs> i um, can tell you but you'll be upset <laughs> b it's like if i can make a dead animal look alive like i think i can do something with this yes so. <laughs> you definitely did that's, that's what, say that. but like, uh, what was Thank i gonna you. say uh Here's my issue with people taxidermying their pet is that it'll it'll put them in some weird shit because it's like they're used to like lucky and the dog is like subdued <laughs> and it's like now they're gonna be like lucky and this is like not well that's why I'm like if you want it done I I really want to do it in a sleeping pose um I think that is a lot less kind of and the other thing is the eyes are glass or acrylic and even if I custom paint them you know they still they don't have that light in it so I'm like eyes closed you know sleeping pose that's what I really 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 recommend so yes, fair. all right yeah so the so the eyes you put them in yourself for all the animals yeah like i said mm. everything they're completely <clears throat> synthetic they go in on, on that form that sculpture and the eyelids kind of go over that and i can make you know just like you can we change the shape of our eyes to show uh, expression right i make my eyes really big i'm surprised if they're kind of like sleepy so I, I think about things like that as well what's the what's the expression so i mean that's that's pretty cool but like here did you ever get in trouble with PETA? that's what i want like, those guys those guys are ruthless they'll they'll attack anyone and everyone so they have left me alone yes um which is incredible to me i think one of the reasons that they've kind of left me alone is because i'm not killing anything for it to be taxidermy mm -hmm. in fact my work is for conservation um you know when we 
we show animals in museums and nature centers, we're educating them about the animals, we are getting people to care about the animals and about protecting them and the environment. So the mountain lion that's behind me is, it belongs to LA County, it was hit by a car, and it's going to be used to talk about why, like, funding wildlife overpasses and underpasses you know that allow these animals to both migrate and have a bigger a larger range and hopefully not get hit by cars on the highway so i think that's why they've left me alone uh and hopefully they'll continue to do so Mm -hmm. you know knock on wood so (laughs) the thing is that like it's the circle of life right like animals they die they go into the soil and they decompose yeah it's the circle of life Yeah, I can't do anything about animals dying, you know, PETA. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler, they're going to die. I'm just doing something with their bodies. So pretty much nothing, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. That's true. What do you do? uh, Well, this this will now they last forever. (laughs) That's that's one. Yeah, sure. Uh, would it last but, forever? Uh, what, like how, how long does it last? Like if you leave in like that? Oh, they're gonna yeah, they'll outlive me by a lot. Oh um, wow. I have yeah, absolutely. I've that's always the goal is to make something that'll be around long after I'm I'm dead. Um because I've worked on um, repairing and cleaning taxidermy that's been around since the 1800s and it's still here. So that's my goal and especially today we have different different materials to work with different chemicals different things like that so we don't really know until then uh oh i'm i'm already the most famous taxidermist out there so don't worry yeah You know what? Girls yeah. got sass. I'll All right. That. Well, All right. that's not. It's pretty. <laughs> no, no, it's a something. niche field, so yeah, it's, it's not saying a lot. So, right, <laughs> um, so it'll live for a long time. Fair, I guess. Longer than you? Do you not plan on taxiderming yourself? Yes. Yes. You will. Uh, Perfect. You know what? I like the answer, because. So you want them to use your body as a cadaver? Basically. I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. I'm not around anymore, so I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually have people that will occasionally write to me, um, you know, via social media or whatever, and they're like, "How would you like for somebody to, you know, cut up your body after you're dead?" And I was like, "Oh, actually, I'm doing that, so I'm, I'm good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know gone like do i want my body to be donated to like a medical school or something like that because i don't know i have wrestled with that thought for a long time actually like no joke i really have and it's like i don't know well i think i I prefer go yeah go ahead Oh, no, I was just to say I had neck surgery. So I had, you know, some light spinal surgery last year. Mm. Um, And the surgeon wouldn't know how to do that unless he practiced on cadavers. That's how people learn. So I've benefited from somebody else donating their body to science. So, you know, I should 
donate mine. So whatever it is, knee surgery, this, that, whatever, someone had to learn somewhere. And the other thing is even in um, uh, crime investigation, right? There's body farms and they go out and they just throw bodies out in, in, in you know, the elements and they see how long it takes them to rot. I think that has real value too. So yeah, why not? I see, why not? Yeah, I know. But for me, it's more of a, like, I always think, you know what? People will benefit. I should probably do it. Plus, once I'm dead, it's not like it's really gonna matter. And then I'm just like, nah, I'll, I'll just go. I'll just go under the ground, you know. We were too I'll young. Turn myself. By the time I'll, we get, I mean, old. by the time it happens, I'm probably gonna be like, bury me in the ocean. That's where I want to be. You know? Until then, it's like I got, I got years. I'm pretty sure I got years. Maybe a Viking funeral. That would be. Ooh, bro, that yeah. would be amazing. Uh, yeah, put me on a Viking ship. ship. Yeah, and push right. you out of the ocean. Burn, a, burn an arrow. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just, just play some tour music. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you know who that is, but like. No, it's tell a Viking me. Viking band. It's a Viking metal band we had on the show. They're yeah, on the show. Oh, here. Shout out. Check out our episode with Yeah, you. check out that episode. I will yes. check that out. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Viking. Uh, I mean, I want them to play specifically Hold the Heathen Hammer High while they <laughs> my body on a Viking ship. This sounds like good music to skin animals, too. Bro, you got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the gods will call for you and you're just like yeah i'm in on that okay okay you should check them out yeah but uh, if you like like the lord of the rings soundtrack you love it lord of the rings soundtrack i play the lord of the rings soundtrack uh so i'm a i'm a dungeon master i play uh dungeons and dragons yeah Uh, yeah i'm a taxidermist of course i'm a nerd um but that You're... soundtrack, I play it because um, I'm on, you know, I play it virtually on Roll20. Shout out Roll20. <laughs> yeah, I play it in the background. It's, it is it is perfect. It is. There you oh go. My God. You know, whenever I play Minecraft, okay, okay. I'm going to sound like a <laughs> Go for it. But whenever I play Minecraft, me and my friend, we play that song because it's like we've adventured for days out of our base. And it's like as soon as we reach that soundtrack comes on you have your victory song i like it and we just like make a run for it zombies are chasing us get the diamonds (laughs) i'm dying that's fun i love that dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons a lot of fun it's a lot oh yeah i can't believe i actually found like five adults to to play it with me i'm i am amazed at this i mean that's pretty cool like if you do any online sessions i'm down to join do, oh, but awesome. here's my yeah. here's 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 the here's what i really want to know do you play world of warcraft i used to but i had to stop <laughs> playing uh because i got Alliance a little horde. too oh horde yeah. um <laughs> no, let's go every time i ask people that come on the show whether they're alliance and horde everyone says horde and i am proud of the people we get yeah well there you go you've got a you've got a good group you know you're choosing the right yes pretty much, yeah. like yeah. soon enough i'll run on an alliance person i'll just be like so why are you an asshole <laughs> this is gonna be like this is gonna be like that. It's gonna be funny. Uh, no, I know. Saying. I thought about getting back into that during like. Dude, Shadowlands pre patch is out. You really should. I was playing the pre patch and the beta, and it's just like, it's good. Uh, it's the same as Mist. If you've ever played Mist of Pandaria, mm-hmm, it's literally. No. Or no. Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the PvP vendors are back. So, if you're looking for joining, you're more than welcome to join my guild. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. I want to stick with the D. Again, it got to be like a problem. I was playing a lot. Oh, this wow. is like 15 years ago. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but I will say, like a brand new like gaming laptop. So that is very tempting. Yeah. To me. I mean, you got the headphones. You might as well go the full <laughs> way. Just, just saying. I know that I love that I like dug these out. It's like, oh, can I use my AirPods? And then I was like, oh, wait, like I actually have really nice gaming headphones. Yeah, those sound so good. Yeah, those, they do. Yeah. They really okay. do. Uh, so, uh, Alice, what I want to know is, has anyone ever asked you to taxidermy a human being? Yes. Uh, that is a question I would get asked often by dudes in bars. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so could you taxidermy me? And I was like, well, you know, if you were dead, which would be great. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean. Um, but, uh, well, if you taxidermy to human, let's think about it. So when you turn skin into leather, what does it look like? It looks like leather if it's not covered in fur right it's, or it's gonna look off it's gonna oh. look off having said that if you look at the the chimpanzees at the natural history museum of los angeles you'll notice that their furless areas like their face and their hands actually look really good and plump that's because they're actually um they're they're actually infused with wax paraffin wax and it provides a translucency to the skin but wax is um it's problematic because it's fragile and um if it gets hot it melts so you know i wouldn't want to do that to an entire human i see yeah so i've thought about this all right cool 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 cool. yes all right but no, no one's ever come with a commission I mean, having commissions are different, totally different. Oh, I, I've done a couple human con, um, commissions, actually. One woman had, um, she had a hip replacement. And so she had the ball of her femur where it goes into the hip socket. Yeah. And it's called it's called the femoral head. Um, and so I actually picked it up from pathology at Cedars. And uh, they were very confused. And, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then I, I, I uh, cleaned it. Uh, cleaned the bone and everything and uh you know reassembled it and gave it to her in a really nice case oh, and oh, then wow. um i've done someone's tailbone similar thing and then i actually as i said i had neck surgery they took out one of the discs from my neck and i, I have that in my freezer wait so... yo can you can you show it to us <laughs> Uh, I can, but it doesn't look like anything because, you know, a disc is soft tissue-ish. It's right? connective it's tissue, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's soft it's... connective tissue between the cervical. Yeah, and so it's not quite – I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a way to, like, set it inside resin and then make a little pendant, and then I'll have a neck necklace. Uh-huh, that's so, a, a neck necklace. Try saying that <laughs> 10 times fast. So right. it'll be – you know, it'll be pretty. So, yeah, so it doesn't look like anything. It's just in a medical whatever. But, um, yeah, I had to pick that up from Pathology, too. Shout out to Tony at Pathology at Cedar sinide So <laughs> – uh, Alice, what was the first animal you ever like cut up and taxidermied? Um, so I worked on, so I went to like a brief taxidermy program in Montana, did like my white-tailed deer, my raccoon and my skunk. But the first thing I did frozen to finished was a raven. And um, I really, this was at the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. And I just fell in love with working on birds so yeah it's my first odin would be proud well, who would be proud odin uh yeah they all ravens are they're amazing they're just amazing. they're so beautiful yeah Even they're beautiful like, and they're oh, big like 
when you get to look at a raven up close, it's just like the most beautiful bird. Second, in my opinion, I'm a huge fan of the Arabian Falcons, especially because I am Arabian and I love falcons. So, Well, my company is called Prey Taxidermy, as in birds of prey, because I, I love them so much. I love working on, on falcons and hawks, and they're just, uh, there's something so kind of wild about them, and they're just dinosaurs, and, and I love watching them fly. I think yeah. they're very elegant birds but deadly at the same time have you ever taxidermied the pure white arabian falcon no i've worked on that would be amazing let me get one of those those, got, you know how much those are worth in like arabia uh, probably <laughs> two hundred thousand dollars or something i'm not surprised i have a friend who's a master falconer and he like yeah, and he's actually originally from Iran. And oh, wow. yeah, so he's told me some amazing stories. And whenever he buys birds, and he doesn't he doesn't buy birds from over there because the prices are exceedingly high, but he will occasionally breed them and sell them uh, to people over there. It's a, it's amazing. If you can look on your screen, <gasps> obviously this is this is worth in the hundred of millions. Hundreds of millions? No. It would, wow. hit, it would hit one billion US dollars if the eyes were blue. And there were only like you could. There were countable amounts. I think uh, the late Sheikh Sabah Al Ahmed had one, uh, ruler, past ruler of Kuwait now, and uh, the eyes were blue. Oh wow! And the oh, the whole like it was just pure white. That's from wow. here to here. I wonder what they do with them after they die. I mean, I would love to to work on these for them. And taxi. If I had one, I would definitely taxi <laughs> them. Definitely, yeah like absolutely is those birds especially the white ones are worth so much money and people here actually make a living off of finding and catching them wow yeah so it's like yeah it's it's i if i had one i would definitely taxidermy them yeah, right, and have the glove and the hood and just make a whole display. Now, the, do they do the competitions for them, the sky trials? The competitions of... of no, of those falconry? Uh, falcon, falconry competitions do happen, but not with those kinds of birds. Those are more of a beauty competition, which we have here. So we have camel beauty competition, horse beauty competition, and uh, falcon beauty. You guys which they have, have camel beauty contest yeah literally yeah, they walk down it's the basically <laughs> they judge they're judged based on the uh, like the mouth of the camel the eyelids the ears the thinness of the neck the tuckness of the lips um, the height the curvature of the hump it's like so much details that goes into it and people win a lot of money for those Wow, that's amazing. Well, and I do appreciate the the individual beauty of an animal and those little mm. details. But you know, I, I would imagine you'd have to talk to somebody very, very knowledgeable about camels, as as yeah. you've just done, like to point out the different diagnostic features that would make it so beautiful. That's so interesting. It's wow, amazing. and I would love to get into actually doing taxidermy on some of these animals when they pass because i mean if, if you put that work into finding the right bloodline to create this um you know this beauty contest winning animal like yeah i 100 have a taxidermy do you know that they actually like pay 
hundreds of thousands for like just this much of a bottle of the male sperm just to like breed more and it's just so much and they do it in two types they do individual and group so how do they look as a group you know like together and really? they actually oh, wow. yeah and they average out their beauty in terms of score it's so cool but I, like, amazing. yeah otherwise the falcon uh what you're thinking of is basically like they let out a bird like a normal bird and they see that the time it takes for the falcon to fly in Yes, I've I've I know that they do that here as well. And my friend, his name is Vahe, he does he does sky trials. And so I know of that type uh of, of those competitions and also seeing how, how high they'll go. So um yeah, they, do you know there's their tax that, and there's like uh I watched a video last night about uh there's this one person, I forgot the name of that person and but what I when I briefly watched it, it's like you have to bring your best work, I think, mm -hmm. and they compare it with like the best judges in the field, and it's like, yeah, yeah I've heard it's about pretty, it. So it's intense. It's, there's the World Championships of Taxidermy that's every two years. That's like our Olympics, and you bring your finished work that you've created probably for the World Taxidermy Championships, um, and then <clears throat> there's the European Taxidermy Championships coming up. Uh, that's going to be in Budapest. Uh, yeah, that's in September 2021. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah. then at all these competitions, there's <laughs> seminars where we we really learn from each other to to better the quality of work. So they're really fun. That's, and then there's a whole bunch of partying. I mean, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really cool. So are you planning on joining the competition? Oh yeah, this will be. Um, my fourth year once i once i go again uh it's i go you know i i i absolutely love it i compete i win um yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's go yeah awesome. but there you know and there's more and more people going um to these competitions more and more women as mm. well are going and winning yeah so yeah it's Woo. great i love it right. what, what well, makes a winning taxidermy like how did you win it <laughs> Uh, well, what makes a winning taxidermy piece is accuracy of the specimen, um, you know, craftsmanship, you know, can you tell if something looks painted or does it like, wow, oh my gosh, how do they paint this? Or how is the realism? Yeah, absolute realism habitat. So if you're going to have it, which most people do, you know, on a, on a branch with leaves around it or whatever it is, how realistic is that? And then composition. So from an artistic standpoint, you know, did, is it pleasing to the eye in the way that you've displayed it? So there's all these different variables within it. And then also you're competing with people at the same level as you. So young people will create in youth and then there's novice, then there's professional, then there's masters and there's even master of masters. And oh, wow. Yeah. Like the top 200. <laughs> Yeah, well, those are people who have won what's called a world title can compete in Masters of Masters. So are you like a master or are you a master of masters? Master of Masters. Wow. There you go. So, wow. so you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much a baller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like the two Ollie's Shit, here. Yeah, yeah, I guess A3. so. A3, welcome. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so we have actually hit our timestamp here and we are, you know, we got to wrap up now, but this this is fun. That no, was this is fun. fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you guys right, for having good. me.
No, thank you for giving us like an hour of your time. It's really fun to talk to you about taxidermy and all other nerd related stuff. So what are you doing here? When I know what are you doing next? Like what's your, what's next, the, next, yeah. What's the next for project? Alice Mark? Uh, well, I am currently teaching some virtual classes through Atlas Obscura. Um, so virtual taxidermy classes on Saturday, I'll be doing like a baby chick from start to finish because that's something I feel that people could could end up doing at home mm -hmm. um but i'm also working on a um american white pelican which is a very large bird working on a peacock i get a whole bunch of small birds to do for the autobahn society of sea and sage so i'm always multitasking every single day is different oh yeah and an island fox i'm doing for the naval cb museum there's tiny <laughs> miniature foxes that are really that's cute fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that'd be like really cool nice... if there was like an actual display we can go through well you can go to the natural history museum you can mm -hmm. go to the of la the santa barbara mm -hmm. museum i have a peace tour in europe with the getty like my work is various places all over are the museums open now um so santa barbara natural history museum is opening back up by appointment okay. um my other museums that i have work at are mostly closed currently so mm -hmm. cool all right. Well, and they're like a bright future. We'll check it out. <laughs> so Thank you. We Honestly. look forward to more of your work. Obviously, we look forward to seeing you be more of a baller than you already are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to shout out or let the world know? I mean, I've already shouted out my dermatologist, um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, again, the European taxidermy championships are coming up. You do not have to be a taxidermist to attend. You can just go to the seminars. I'm really, really, really excited about that. It is some of the highest quality work in the world and I'll be posting photos of it online. So yeah, I'd say that. You follow her Instagram link. And you can follow her Instagram to check yeah. it out. If you unfortunately can make it to the event, which will be down below, you can go give her Shout, let her know we sent you, if we sent you. Um... <laughs> uh, make sure to like our show, comment on our show, tell us how much you yeah. love this episode. How much Pretty you much. So, What animal would you like to see back to Derby? Leave it in the link below. Comment below. Below, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Uh, subscribe! There's a big red button also. Make sure to do that. Yeah, Boom. Subscribe, That's share, it. like, comment, all that good stuff. Alice, this is usually how we sign out. Show. I don't wanna, like my brother tells me like I'm a success story in the making, but I still, I wanna be a success story in the talent. So that's why I feel like it's you don't be not the time.